0: BLOB TALK RADIO Janice Tennell for today, Sunday, September 5th. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We know you could be doing anything this Sunday night, but we are so happy that you are all tuned in um, to Beauty Talk tonight. We're excited about tonight's guest. Um, I just want to remind you guys that if you have a question or comment for us or for our guest tonight, please give us a call at 914 803 Four three nine nine again, that number is nine one four eight zero three four three nine nine um you're gonna also you can follow us on um Twitter as well, where my sister Denise will be over there chatting um during during tonight's conversation, and I'm gonna turn it over to her right now. Are you there? Okay, maybe she's not. Sorry, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm here. Hold on. This is a take myself okay. on mute. Good evening, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us, as Janice stated a few seconds ago. I um, just wanted to give you a quick um, reminder about the Artist Summit 2021 um, coming back to Provincetown um, on October 3rd through 8th, uh, presented by uh, the Powder Group um, and the creative on Makeup Magazine, Michael DeVellis. Again, this summit is a three-day inspirational and career-focused program for those in the professional makeup and beauty industries. Um, it's the most focused and committed professionals in the business of beauty uh, will come together for three days of insightful and inspiring discussion about career, personal development, artistry, and industry, um, followed by two supplementary days of hands-on workshops. And if I'm not uh, mistaken, I believe they will also offer, um, you know, an online version of the summit as well. So if you are interested in registering, um, you can call 212-627-7447. Again, it's 212-627-7447. Or you can email info at thepowdergroup.com. Again, you can email info at, the po- <clears throat> excuse me, at thepowdergroup.com. And again, as Janice stated, I will be over on Twitter um, having a tweet chat, so you can join me. Our handle on Twitter is at beauty underscore talk, and we will be using the hashtag beauty talk. All right. Well, we're just going to jump right in on tonight's conversation. I'll let our guest introduce herself, but we are speaking tonight with um, NYC makeup artist Radon Brooks. Hello. Hi,
1: how are you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me on. We
0: are wonderful. Of course, of course. We're so happy that you could join us tonight.
1: Yes, I just wanted to say that I love you both. Um, You both are great artists um, in your own right, and I've loved your career and following you guys, so I just wanted to say it's an honor to be on your show tonight, so thank you.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you oh, so thank much you. for that. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, let's just get jump right in on the conversation. Um, why don't you int- introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about what inspired you to become a makeup artist?
1: Okay, sure. So my name is Ray Dawn, and I'm named after the actress Ray Dawn Chong from the 80s. Uh, my mom saw her name in a magazine, and I guess that was a wrap <laughs> on my name. Um, <laughs> And um, I fell in love with makeup because of the number one influence in my life, which was my mother for a lot of women. Their influence on beauty and makeup is their mom. My mom sold Mary Kay, and I would always steal all of her samples that she needed for her customers and clients. I would steal them and, and put them on even though I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. And from there, like, my love of makeup um, became a thing, both makeup and hair, actually. And then my mom went to cosmetology school. So she would bring home every flat iron and curling iron known to man and told us we would have to figure out how to use it. And so since then, <laughs> I really just loved making women feel good and feel beautiful. And the effect that that has on women has just always resonated with me. Um, so, nice. yeah. So And I'm a makeup artist in New York City. Um, I, I work on both television and film. Um, I started in fashion. Uh, New York Fashion Week was kind of my scene. Well, actually, even before Fashion Week, let me remind. I started in music videos. Music videos and Fashion Week, and then they kind of collided together, and I was doing both at once. And we no longer see music videos like that anymore, which is kind of sad. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got my start as a makeup artist.
0: Nice. Well, <laughs> tell, let's talk a little bit about your experience um, with, with Fashion Week. Um, how did you get into doing, uh, and, you, and that's a big thing for New York, for New York, um, mm-hmm. you know, makeup artists. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got into doing makeup for Fashion Week, and what is it like? Tell us, kind of like, just walk us through a show, and then tell us a little bit about how it's different from some of the things that you do now. I know it's okay,
1: like sure. three questions in one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. So, Fashion Week. I mean, being a makeup artist in general is just fun and exhilarating. But Fashion Week is is, is fast paced. Uh, I got my start there. I don't really even know. It's just kind of all is like a blur at this point because once things get rolling, it just kind of snowballs. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I had I had befriended a small PR company, Bella PR beauty agency, PR company, and they represented um, various hairline companies, various beauty brands, and they were working with some up-and-coming designers uh, from Spain. I believe one was from Spain and one was from, I want to say Greece, but they were different um, countries, and they came to New York for Fashion Week under the tent in Bryant Park, and this was the last year that I got to be at Bryant Park, and I was the key artist there for two shows. Through Bella PR, and it was just fun because you get to you meet with the uh, the designer, and you they show you their designs, they tell you their vision um, on what they feel that they want the models to look like as far as hair and makeup, and you kind of give them your ideas, you sketch some things out, you verbalize everything, you know, and you both come to an agreement on what what would look best. I mean, of course, you you have to take the vision of the designer and what they want. But as the artist, you want to help them translate that the best way possible. And from there, it's, you know, you go to the day of the show, you're behind uh, the tents, you're backstage, you're getting, like, 30 models ready and literally, it's just about making sure that you get the, the, the look a certain way. It doesn't have to necessarily be perfected. It just needs to translate from the catwalk to the people looking at it in the audience. Um, and that's, that's the main thing. And that's why a lot of the time, sometimes the makeup can sometimes be a little bit more fun, a little bit more elaborate, sometimes more artistic. Sometimes it's very muted as well, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's super fast paced. You're having to get through one model after another model after another model. It's about like 20 artists back there, both hair and makeup. And you're getting, you, you just have to get the models in and out of the chair. It's not about being detail oriented. It's just mainly making sure that you execute the look to the best of, you know, what is on that paper. So every artist basically gets like, a kit with the necessary products to execute the look. And Mm -hmm. um, they get photos, they get an inspiration board, and most of the time every artist will have it on their station and you just have to execute the look and keep it moving. And typically out of all the 20 artists or 15 artists, they may get two to three models that they do. And it's just goes by so fast. You know, it's just it's so fast because you spend all this time prepping. It's almost like a wedding day if anyone's married out there. You know, you spend all this time getting ready for your wedding day, and then you spend four hours getting ready before the wedding, and then before you know it, the fun is over, and you're like, you blink, and you're like, wait, what happened? Where did it all go? So, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: exactly. I've only um, I've only experienced it one time. I was part of the Smashbox cosmetics team. I don't even remember the designer, but you're right, you know, you a limited number of products, you know, here's the model or two or three. How, I can't even remember how many models I did, but we did models. Next thing you know, they were pulling them away, and next thing you know, we were doing, like, final touches, and they were out there, and it was over yes. just that fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do, yep, yep. I do understand. <laughs> yes. I just remember but, and then, back when I was mm-hmm. – I'm sorry – No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just remember back when I was first starting out, um, a lot of makeup artists in the the Maryland, D.C. area, that was like a big goal for some of them was to go to New York and work Fashion Week. And for some reason, I didn't seem to be really interested, but some years later, I got the opportunity. Um, It was just, you know, sometimes it's about who you know. Um, and I, I got the opportunity, and I remember one of the makeup artists I was working with um, during the time at the at the show, she she lived in New York, and she was like, oh, my God, anytime you want to come to New York, come to New York and work the shows with me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, great. But, you know, I don't know. I think so many things were happening with film and television, and that's really where my heart was. Um hmm so I never, did, I never did, you know, follow through on that. But I just just remember specifically so many artists wanted to do it. That's the reason why I wanted well, you to kind of share, you know, what the experience was like.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I did forget you had another question in there, and you asked what the difference is between, like, doing makeup for Fashion Week and makeup for, you know, say, television. Um, and the difference is, you know, there are many differences um, but one of the main differences is if anyone is out there and they want to start a career or they're looking to figure out how to start their career, you know, in fashion, like, I always dreamt of doing, like, Target ads and Macy ads. And, like, I just always envision doing ads. But then I quickly realized, like, with Fashion Week, there is no real money in Fashion Week. It's fun. You get to – See models meet designers. There will be celebrities backstage because you know that's the goal, right? Is to always have a celebrity in your um, in your audience viewing your designs and all the stuff with that. But there's no real money there because what ends up happening most of the time, even with big designers, they'll give you maybe a couple hundred dollars, maybe. But most of the time, it's always like work for product. To, you know, work this show mm-hmm. to get free product to put in your kit. and that's basically, you know, again, that's where I got my start. So I was just willing to take any work that I could get, and that's a lot of what was happening in the beginning, is you do whatever you can to jump in there, you know, build up your portfolio, build up uh, a name for yourself, get get all the practice in. You know, you're working on models whose skin may not always be the greatest, even though they're beautiful, but because they have reactions, and a lot of these models are coming from, two other fashion shows that they just did. So that's the other thing, right, is that you're having to either take off what they already had on, build on what they already have on, work around it, because you're only given a, a certain amount of time on each model. So you have to make it quick, so you have to make it work. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of the differences is working in fashion is that there's not a whole lot of money in fashion. It's fun, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool,
0: but there's no real money there. Absolutely right. Now, you were kind of just talking about little things like building your book and that kind of thing. What kind of advice would you give someone that's new coming in the in the beauty industry? Well, spe- specifically a makeup artist. What kind of advice would you give them um, as to how to get how to get started and how to get jobs? Well,
1: the one thing that I realized. Um, you know, now that I can kind of look at, look back over my career and see, you know, the things that I've done and where I've been, i realized that there are so many different ways to be a makeup artist, um, and it doesn't have to just be, to, it depends, you know, do you want to make money and be successful and have a career, you know, do you want to be this, like, famous makeup artist, because now everyone is, like, a famous makeup artist or they're a well-known makeup artist because of social media, Um you know there's there's different ways to be a makeup artist. You can be the it makeup artist in your town and in your city and you do bridal and events you know, and you're making great money doing that um, but i I would say it's just you have to practice number one if you want to be a makeup artist and you want to be good and taken seriously, you have to practice on all skin types. It can't just be beautiful people. It can't just be, you know, people with beautiful skin. You want to be able to get practice on all types of skin, all skin tones. You know, it's not enough to just do – you have to know how to do everyone's skin when someone sits in your chair. You need to have a kit that is able to turn out anyone's face from the lightest to the darkest to the deepest. Whatever that is in between, you need to be able to work it out. And sometimes, you know, you need to know how to work it out with only five tools uh, because let's say you forget something, which I've done, you know, a few times, which is embarrassing that I've forgotten some things, but you're rushing out of your house. You think you've packed everything in your kit, and then you realize you're missing like that one important thing, that one important item. And you're like, okay, well, we're just going to have to work this out. In your mind, you're saying that. You're not saying that out loud to the client that you're working on, but you're saying that in your mind. Um, So being a makeup artist is also being like almost a MacGyver in a way as well. Like you need to be able to pull anything out of your hat and make it work. Um, And so I just say, get the practice, work on all skin tones, take, you're going to have to take the small jobs. You will have to take the jobs that may not be paying a lot. It may be $50 here, $50 there. But for the first, I would say even five, six years, I wasn't making a whole lot of money um, as a makeup artist. It was, it was a lot of, small gigs here and there, little, you know, $100 here, $200 there, uh, you know, and you're taking a lot of free jobs because you want to build up, uh, you know, a website. um, You want to build up your your Instagram. That's where a lot of people go now is Instagram. I still have a website. I still believe that you should have a website. I even still have uh, physical a book, a physical portfolio with my name engraved on it. You know, that was when I used to shop around and wanted an agent, and I would go door to door to agencies, seeing who would want to take me on as a makeup artist. But you know, you just have to, by any means necessary, get in there and do it. And that's my advice.
0: Nice. What are, that's what great are, what are like. some of the differences? <laughs> what are some of the differences of, um, in makeup now? like, compared to when you first started? What are some of the things that you're noticing? (laughs) Well, we all
1: notice the Instagram look. Um, Right. (laughs) You know, anybody that is on social media knows that, you know, it's the Instagram look, which, you know, if you're doing – an everyday woman who hires you to do her wedding or who hires you to do an event and she shows you a photo from Pinterest or Instagram, I have to explain and say, you do know that this is heavily photoshopped. This is heavily edited. This is heavily face tuned, you know, that this is not just, you know, these people don't just have like this amazing, beautiful, poreless skin. So just know that this means this is like, packed on eyeshadow this is packed on makeup so do you want the the you know level five version because this is the level 10 version so do you want the level five the level seven which level do you want <laughs> um and <laughs> i noticed that like i i feel like i'm i'm a skin person i feel that the mm-hmm. best way to have be- to have to to start with, you always have to have a great foundation, and it should be, you know, makeup is the cherry on top, which is what makes you look that much better and makes you feel that much better about yourself. But when you wash your makeup off, what does your skin look like underneath? And that's what's most important because we're leaving the summer months, but during the summer, you don't want to have on, you know, tons of makeup. You want you want to be able to go to the beach and be able to run around and have a good time and not like. Have tons of makeup on your face. I mean, some women do. That's great, good on you, and more power to you. But even still, the the foundation, the the concealer, it doesn't lay correctly if your skin is not being taken care of properly, and you're not doing proper skincare. So, right. Um, but what I, you know, going back to your question, the, the trends that I notice is just uh, super cut creases feel that everyone wants to look the same. Everyone wants that same look of, you know, we all know, the Kardashians, the La La Antlers, <laughs> like, you know, right. like, and it's, you know, hey, I think there's a time and a place for it. I think it is pretty in its own right because I do feel, I personally, I do like to watch the Kardashians and see how their makeup and their hair looks because over the years it has changed. And they do set a big trend for hair and makeup. And so I do watch Mm -hmm. because of those very reasons. But I do think that everyone has to take into account their own individual face and beauty, and like embrace that, and not feel that they have to be the same cookie cutter look.
0: Right, right. But that's the hard part getting women to. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but that's the hard part trying to get women to embrace, you know, where they are.
1: It is. I mean, it is. It, it, it's. I I have even been a culprit of it, where you know I will only take a photo certain angles of my face because I feel like this mm-hmm. angle looks more Instagrammable, or you know it's it's better for social media the way that it looks, and it's just it's hard. We all have to just learn how to just love ourselves first without the makeup (laughs) or even just with a little bit of makeup and not feel that you have to always take it on. Hey, there's a time and a place for it. And I'm not mad at it. I love makeup. I love that it's a tool to, for me, that makes me feel like I can take on the world when I walk out of the door. I'm like, okay, I have my face on, I have my hair done, I have my outfit on. I'm ready to go. I can take it. I can take on anything. You know, if I don't have my face on, then I'm just like, eh, you know, all right. But
0: when you have it all together and you put
1: it all together, you feel like a million bucks.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you know, people think that being a makeup artist is, you know, so glamorous and you get to play in makeup all day, all the time. Talk to us a little bit about what you've learned about this career as a makeup artist, what you learned about business, business as far as taking care of your business needs as a makeup artist? Okay, well, first I would like to say that it does
1: appear, this industry and what we do, as glamorous. And I won't lie that there are moments where it is glamorous. It does feel nice. Um, You know, I think there are different, again, there are different ways and and different career paths that you can have as a makeup artist you can be in film you can be uh on on you can be in news you can do bridal there are there are there are the still the ads there are personal makeup artists for certain celebrities and um personalities so there are different ways that you can be a makeup artist and for me i feel like in television you get your gratification and it feels glamorous when you see your name in the credits, you know, when you're in film Mm -hmm. and television, it's amazing. But then nobody sees the 14-hour days that you're putting in and you're sitting outside on set in the heat, in the snow, in the rain, at night, working, you know, overnight where it's like 5 p.m. and then you're working until 5, 6 a.m. the next day. No one sees those, those aspects of it. Uh, and so that part is not very glamorous. You're, you're tired, you're overworked, and, yeah, the check might be nice, but it's not always great when your mental state
0: is um, at stake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, and your but physical then, health. <laughs> uh,
1: exactly, and your physical health. And a lot of makeup artists I know and I've seen, you know, m- multiple times. I mean, I think everyone does this where we sometimes have to go to work and we have to cancel a doctor's appointment because we have to go handle this thing at work. But it happens more times than not, especially on, like, TV shows and uh, films where I see so many artists, you know, not going to the doctor and taking care of themselves because they're having to work these crazy hours. And then you're working these hours for, like, six months if you're on an episodic. Or three months when you're on a film, however long the film might be going for, because sometimes films are uh, less longer than, than an episodic films for. But essentially, I do think that um, it, it, and, and so as far as going back to your question, with it being glamorous, it can be glamorous in certain ways. Again, like I said, if you're a personal, you know, I work with Gail King currently. And it's it's nice because I get to meet so many people through her because of her interviewing various people. I have the opportunity to, to meet Michelle Obama. And, I mean, who gets to meet Michelle Obama? Not many people, you know. And I think that was one of the most amazing moments for me. I've gotten to fly on a private jet, you know, for the first time in my life. And so those are some of the aspects where it, it does, yes, it does, and can be very glamorous, and I won't sit here and, like, say that it's not, and I think that's amazing, but you also are working, you know, I wake up at 3 a.m. every day because I work in news and I have to be on set for 4.30, you know, to be ready to go and to do makeup. And then some days I'm not back home until, like, you know, 9 p.m., um, so it it has its glamorous moments, but it is also very um, it, it, it is. It can be a hard job, physically, mentally, and all of the above. <laughs> but I, you know. So let me as ask for me. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to ask you: Are you doing news in the morning? This tomorrow morning.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. But these are the. And you have, these are some of the sex. Uh huh.
0: And you have to be there what time?
1: I have to be you there to be, for four thirty. In the morning.
0: And you have to get up at what time?
1: I get up at, oh, like, I get up at, like, three-ish. I get up in just enough time to roll out of bed, brush my teeth, throw my clothes on, and go
0: out (laughs) out the door.
1: No. No. extra.
0: Literally. No, I, I totally understand that because I used to do morning news. Um, locally here in Atlanta and I think I would have to be there at like um, 3.45 in the morning so I mean I would literally get up at 3 a.m. and probably be out the door by like 3.20 3.25 make it there by 3.45 and (laughs) I had let's see a weather guy a sports guy two anchors so I had four people to do and pretty much so that the I had to pretty much have them ready by 445 so that they could all mm-hmm. be ready to go on air. And so I, I get it. You know, you get up in just enough time to get there and do what you have to uh, do. No extra time to spare.
1: 100%. And I I actually got my start in news at local Fox five news in New York. And I remember I would have to be there for I think I had to be there at 2.30 in the morning, and I would always say it has to be illegal to have to get up and be at work this early. Like, it just is not right. And I remember, (laughs) like you, I had to get get two anchors, a weatherman, a traffic girl, and I think one other person ready within, like, an hour and a half. And I was like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. And all the women wanted lashes. You had to beat the face real quick. You know, and then on top of it, like, later on in the show, I had guests to do. So, yeah, you you know, you just have to make it work and make it work
0: quickly. <laughs> oh, <Wow>. Very quickly. <laughs> so I, I, was asking you, I was asking you all those questions because I'm like, oh, my God, it's 9, like, 930 at night. What time do you normally go to bed to get up at 3? I typically try to be in bed
1: by-ish It doesn't always work. You know, I might be in bed, but I always feel like I'm doing so much throughout the day. And then I I never had time to really unwind. So then I feel like, oh, my God, now I have to just go straight to bed. I didn't have a chance to, like, veg. So sometimes I'll sit in the bed and just watch a little TV or, like, scroll on my phone. And, um, yeah, and then I try to be in bed. I try to be, like, TV off everything by, like, 9, 930.
0: Because, okay, you so know, is, I, I, I'm
1: working on doing better because I know for myself I need to have, like, seven hours of sleep, but it doesn't – it mm-hmm. most days it doesn't turn out that way. <laughs> right.
0: So uh, this is kind of like your, your sit-in-bed time. Correct. Yes, it is. But I okay. had to be on with you, <laughs> you ladies. I was like, I, I have to talk today. This is fun.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Good. Well, you know – I feel bad because had i had I known this um we could have we could have scheduled the the show for a little earlier tonight, but I That's had no okay. idea totally all right don't <laughs> even don't
1: even wear yourself. I'm having fun, I love talking okay, and talking about all these things all right.
0: <laughs> okay well um so you so you kind of answered my next question, which was to talk a little bit about how your day goes. With the you know, with the news, what time you get up and you get there, you get all these people to do. Um, and you said you've also worked uh, for a local Fox in New York doing the news as well.
1: Yeah. So I got my start mm-hmm. in news at, mm-hmm, at Fox 5 mm-hmm. local. And this is the other thing, like, you have to be prepared for anything. I remember the day so vividly when I got the call to come into Fox 5 um I had another makeup artist call me, and I was literally riding my bike through New York City. It was a hot summer day. I had on some jean shorts, and I'm driving through the city. I was just finishing lunch with my friend, and I'm riding my bike, and I get the call, and I stop. And the makeup artist, he said, hey, can you come to Fox 5 News? They don't have a makeup artist. They need someone, like, right now. I was like, okay. I have I don't have a brush. I don't have anything. I'm not dressed properly. He said, it's okay. Just come now. We have everything here. So I dropped everything I had, which was nothing. I just had a bike. So I, just, I was never getting ready to go home. But I said, let me just go over there. So I ran over there. They wrapped me up in some type of crazy blanket because I had shorts on, and you can't wear shorts in the studio. And I just remember from that day on, I was booked. Like, I just have always had the mindset that you don't say no to anything. You know, you take every Mm -hmm. opportunity that you can get, and that's always been my mindset. I'm just a hustler, and I just I keep it moving. And so from there, I went from Fox 5 Local to uh, Fox News. I was there like a hot, hot second. It was just a quick stint at Fox News. And then from there, CBS had called and I started working at CBS, and then from CBS, it was actually their digital show called CBSN. I was working on their digital show and worked Mm -hmm. there for about two years, and I said, you know, I really want to dabble more into film and television. I really want to work on some TV shows, and then from there, while I was kind of working at CBSN, I took a little bit of a break and started working on the last season of Orange is the New Black, and that was super fun because I got to put – some of my special effects skills to the test on that show. I really, really Mm -hmm. enjoyed that. And then from there um, I was, I went back to CBSN and I continued to work there. And then the opportunity came for me to do Gail King. But I do want to tell people as well that like before even news came along, I had been doing, like I said, fashion shows, music videos, and it wasn't easy. I was not making a lot of money, as I said before. And I remember I had to come to, like, I I really had to have a a talk with myself, (laughs) and I really had to say, okay, what am I going to do? Because I have bills to pay, and I can't keep doing this. And so I finally (laughs) broke down after I had done makeup for Kanye West for Vogue I think it was a Japanese Vogue or something like that, and I had done his makeup, and I just remember thinking, I'm going to be so embarrassed because I walked into a store. It's no longer around. It it was called Jeffries in New York, and it was a high-end clothing store where they sold high-end makeup, and I ended up working at the Chanel counter there, and I was a makeup artist there, and I just remember feeling defeated because I felt like I had taken forward and then another 5 steps back because now I'm working in retail as a makeup artist. And I just kind of felt heartbroken. I I, I felt like I just disappointed, you know, my family, and I was, like, disappointed in myself. But then I had to remember, listen, I'm still a makeup artist. I had to check myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm making money. I'm making a check. And it's just a means to an end right now. I don't have to be here forever. I don't have to be in this space forever. This is just getting me to where I need to be. And I can't be mad at it because it's helping me pay my bills. It helped me take a trip to South Africa, you know, so it wasn't all bad. It just wasn't, again, the quote-unquote glamorous, uh, the glamorous way of being a makeup artist, how most people glamorize being a makeup artist. And right. I did have to check myself, and I am very appreciative of that opportunity because I met great people. It taught me again, you know, to do makeup on all types of women. It taught me about Chanel products. Like you learn from every every
0: That's situation that you're in.
1: And exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a, that was a good little story for people to hear. Um, Because sometimes we do, we do have to check ourselves and remember the bigger picture. Exactly. I think that's what I like when we talk about doing, um, you know, doing some jobs for free and, and never turning down any opportunities. I mean, I think that's so important for makeup artists coming along to hear because it's not such a bad thing because when you do work for free or you take opportunities that you probably think now that you would never really, you know, think to take, you'd never really know who you're going to meet on those jobs. You know, who, like, who can take your career to the next level? You may meet a producer that will have, you know, that will work on a big budget film in five years, and they'll remember you because you worked that job for free. So it's it's always good to, like, never really turn down um, great opportunities, especially when you're just starting in the business and you don't really have a resume you need something on your resume. And most of the times those free opportunities are great opportunities.
1: Bottom line, you always need to remain humble. Like you just always need to remain humble. I don't care who is on your resume. I don't care what name and what face has sat in your chair, what hand, you know, what what face your hand touched. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, you should always remain humble because, as you said, you never know where your next opportunity will come from. And at the end of the day, I like to remind myself that I do this because I like to make other people feel good when they get out of my chair. I like for people that's where I get my 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 happiness from. That's where my happy space is. It's like knowing that this person looks in the mirror and they're like, Oh my god, I feel good. I look good today or I'm feeling beautiful. Whatever it is that they say. And sometimes it's not always great. Some, some days I miss, uh, you know, look, like we're imperfect. And every day is not I'm hitting it out of the ballpark. But for the most part, you know, I do do it because I get joy from seeing women feel good when they step out of the chair and they go about their day. And that's why I do it. I mean, I even did something today where I didn't take any money. I did her makeup, and it made me feel good because I, I, I knew I just wanted to do that for her. And it made me feel good, mm-hmm. and and that's why I did it. You know what I mean? And and that's why mm-hmm. I think we have to always check ourselves. Like you said, it's just remaining humble, and um, you never know where your next
0: opportunity will come from. Absolutely. Now, back in March of 2020, felt like the whole world shut down. <laughs> As a makeup mm-hmm. artist, what did you have to – were there any changes that you went through um, because of the shutdown? And then also, what kept you inspired? So, 2020 hit, and
1: um, I was—I remember the day that CBS told all of us to leave. We all had to leave uh, the building because they said there was a case in the building, and it was like hot, hot cakes. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And everyone like ran out of the mm-hmm. building, and I. I think we all thought, oh, this is going to be, like, a two-week thing that ended up being t- t- current day. But now we're kind of, like, normalizing it and trying to live our life. But uh, basically, you know, for most of us makeup artists, we were out of a job for a while. And I am mm-hmm. just not the type of person that can sit around and Netflix and chill. I've just never been that type of person. I try. I really am trying to learn how to sit down and just take a day and take a moment. Um, But I'm just not a Netflix and chill type of person, and I feel like if I ever do get in that space that it would be hard to come out of it. So that's why I try not to go there. (laughs) So once the pandemic hit, I just said to myself, what is it that I can do? And I just, just dived right into Instagram, and I said, I'm just going to do makeup looks, and I'm going to focus the makeup looks on eyes because now with masks, we don't see anything but eyes. So why not have fun with it and do some eye makeup looks and keep women feeling good and feeling inspired despite all the negativity that we're seeing with, you know, and all the sadness that we're seeing with this COVID um, pandemic virus. (laughs) So I just said, okay. I don't want to focus on that. I'm going to focus on what I love, which is makeup. And anybody that comes to my page, that's what I want them to see is is color and fun and keep, keep them inspired. And maybe they'll buy something, you know, that I use on myself and, and use it on themselves and play around. Because for the most part, you know, we were all at home. The world was at home. So mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. I just said, let me just do a deep dive. Into Instagram and have fun with that, and and use Instagram for what it's for, you know, <laughs> inspiring yeah, people and, and keeping
0: it colorful. <laughs> and that you did, always Thank colorful, you. always beautiful. Um, it was just, you know, you look forward to seeing the next look. Um, what were some of your favorites? I mean, I know it's probably hard to to say, oh, the one, you know. <laughs> such and such, but were there, was it there anyone in particular that was was kind of like your favorite?
1: Well, I would say I started to do these real collaborations. So, you know, reels mm-hmm. became a thing, I think, in 2020, or was it the, the year before? I can't remember. I think it was 2020. And, I think it was 2020. Um, I, yeah. Okay. So, and then I started collaborating with a few other makeup artists that I knew, and I said, why don't we all do a look every, like, few weeks Uh, We'll do a look, and you do your version of that look, and we'll put this together to some type of music, and we'll just make it fun. And so those would be, like, some of my favorite looks just because I enjoy seeing what other artists do and what their interpretation of, like, a smoky, colorful eye would be or, you know, a lime green smoky eye, or whatever it is. Whatever it is that I said, like, let's do a graphic liner neon graphic liner mm-hmm. and whatever your, your take on that is. And so I just enjoyed seeing the colors that people, you know, the, the artists used and how they drew their lines or how they did their smoky eye or, um, you know, what they did for their lips, because this is where we didn't have our masks on um, and we would just do like a full face. So I, I definitely enjoyed doing the reels and collaborating with the girls on that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, and then one of my masks, my mask looks, because I would always do the looks with the mask on. I think, I don't really know. I I really enjoyed the half butterfly that I did. It was a blue and white eye with, like, a half butterfly. I really Uh enjoyed that fun. It took a little time to perfect my little butterfly. But um, (laughs) I tried to push myself with some of the looks on things that I wouldn't ever do. Like, I did some music notes on my eyes, and I thought that was fun. So, you know, I, I, I just... I tried to do things that were fun for me, and I know that maybe the mm-hmm. everyday person wouldn't do it, but it's just fun to look at and
0: see. Yeah, it really is fun to look at. Thank you. I think um, you know, and I just think it gave people, you know, um, something to be inspired by, a way of being creative. You know, I guess I'm I'm sure, almost certain there were some people who were like, okay, I'm gonna do this look on myself, you know, and went and <laughs> started pulling out makeup and shadows and um just you know, just wanting to have something to do and I thought it was great. Um are you Thank now you. that you're back to work, are you gonna continue that or no?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I there's so much to keep up with. Um
0: I'm I crying
1: <laughs> Now that I'm, like, actually working again, it's, like, so hard. But I want to keep the momentum going because I want people to come to my page and, like, not be disappointed that it's not there anymore. So I'm going to try my best to do some more looks and and get that out again. Um, I try to have more fun with reels. Um, Plus it keeps the algorithm going when you do reels. So, Yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, I just try to do whatever comes to me. Like, I want to enjoy what I'm doing, and hopefully my followers enjoy that as well. And I just try to go with the flow and make sure it's something I enjoy and something that I think my followers would like.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about your new baby. Mm -hmm. Um, You have something new that you're introducing, so tell us all about it. Yes. Thank you
1: so much. So I, during the pandemic, I decided that I, in addition to working on some makeup looks, I decided I was going to go full throttle and deep dive into an actual product. And it started back in 2019. Actually, it probably started even way before that. I had a company called Orglamic Beauty back in 2009. I started it. And I didn't, exactly know where I wanted to take it. But I did know that I wanted to help women. And I started this in shelters where I was helping women and I would do beauty workshops with Orglamic Beauty. I stopped with that because I had to focus on making money as a makeup artist and paying my bills. So Orglamic Mm -hmm. Beauty kind of died out and I ended up um, no longer using it. Another company actually in Europe took the name and that was like a whole other story. I had to fight um, a lawyer to see if I can take my name back even though I never trademarked it. So that was a hard lesson learned. So if you're listening and you want a business and you have a great name, trademark the name ASAP (laughs) because somebody else will come along and take it. And even though you might have an LLC or an S-Corp or a C-Corp, that doesn't mean anything if you have not trademarked your name. So I'll just say that. So I decided, all right, I'm finally ready to put a product out there. And I actually had started – Working on something in 2019 where I was patent, I had a patent pending, and I was working on that, and I had created a an iteration of what I wanted it to be, and then I realized this wasn't going to work out because of the pandemic and people wearing masks, and the product that I was creating, it, it was going to interfere with the mask, and it just wasn't going to work. So I had to shelf that. I spent 1,900 on that, and that really hurt my heart because. I knew that I probably wouldn't be able to work with that for a while because of COVID. So I pivoted mm-hmm. and I said, all right, well, what's the next best thing? I love skincare. I always say that the face and your, your skin is the foundation before you even put on makeup. You have to have great skin. So I decided that I wanted to work with a natural product, which is shea butter. I love shea butter. I love a lot of natural things, but I also like a little you know, chemical that's healthy for you, like a little glycolic acid or a little hyaluronic acid. Like I love those things as well, but I love my natural ingredients. And shea butter is one of those uh, natural elements from the earth that I wholeheartedly use and I use all the time on both my face and my body. Now I know that some people are probably thinking, well, I can't use shea butter on my face because I'll break out. Well, that's fine. Everyone knows their skin and knows their face. Um, but my product actually is dermatologist-tested. It is Shea Butter 2.0. And, uh, well, let me rewind. The name of my company is Balian, and Balian are the words balance and beyond put together. And our tagline is Balance uh, Beyond Beauty. And that's because not only is Balian skincare, but we, we will eventually be launching products and tools that just make the everyday beauty routine a little bit easier. And we're starting with and launching with our product called Do Revive. And Do Revive is a face and body stick, all natural, hydrating. Um, Like I said, it's Shea Butter 2.0. And it's Shea Butter 2.0 because it's got the shea butter, pomegranate oil, rosehip oil, vitamin E, all wrapped in one. And it's great because it's in a sustainable tube, that is travel friendly. And when I what I mean by sustainable is that it is one hundred percent post consumer recycled. It's made from cardboard and it's only got about fifty percent less plastic than most tubes out there and other competitors out there. So it's nice because um it's like I said, it's been recycled already and it's not adding a whole bunch of plastic back into the earth. And I also am offering on my website, on Balian's website, where you can drop this tube off once you're done. You can drop it off at a recycling center in your area. You just type in your zip code. And I know it takes a little bit of time to have to go and drop something off, but if you are into sustainability, if you are into, like, helping our earth and our planet and keeping it, you know, so that we can pass it on to the next generation, then it's worth getting your car and just going, a few blocks to drop it off and put it into a recycling bin once you're done with it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Balian is all about bringing luck, sustainability with travel friendly products to the forefront. And that's what Balian is all about. And showing both men and women that shea butter is a luxurious skincare product because it, I don't think that, in my opinion, shea butter has ever been viewed as something luxurious. It's always been. No. You go get African shea butter from the African shop or on Amazon. You get it in a tub, and the tub, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that tube always cracks because it's made from this cheap plastic. You know, you always have to dig your fingers into it. And I just, even before COVID, I hated digging my fingers into anything, but even more so now I just want to rub something on and keep it going and not have to like have my hands be all messy. And because I love Shea and you do have to melt it into your skin. that's the great thing about do revive my product is that it comes in the stick. It's a twist up stick and you just rub it right into your skin and it melts right on there onto your skin. And you no more having to like dig your fingers into something. So that's what makes it really great. And yeah, I just, Uh, You know, shea butter is considered women's gold in Africa, uh, specifically Ghana. Ours is um, specifically made in Ghana. And it's women's gold there because it is a means for these women to, you know, keep, uh, sustain their family and put food and a roof over their head and food in their families' homes. Um, And so, I want women here to really understand the depths of shea butter and how the, how amazing it is The benefits both for your skin and the benefits that it gives to other women in Africa and how we are supporting these women in Africa. And eventually, I'm planning on giving back to an organization called CampFed, which gives back to um, young girls in Africa who live in certain areas that... Don't have access to higher education, and so I'm looking forward to eventually um, giving back uh, from the proceeds of do revives to camp Fed
0: as well. Nice, I love it. One quick question about it um, because you can use it on your face, I know you said you use it on clean skin. Have you tried putting makeup on how does it work under makeup well
1: so like any product you know that's um definitely got some good moisture to it, you want to always apply it before you put your makeup on, so I do love it, and mm-hmm. I use it as almost like a primer It's my moisturizer and primer all in one, so I put nice. it on my skin, yeah, so you um, excuse me, you put it on your your skin and then you can go ahead and then put your foundation on you put your makeup on, but again it is it is something that is supposed to be meant to give your skin that extra moisture, that extra dewiness. So mm-hmm. a little bit goes a long way underneath. You, you know, if you want just, a, um, if you do want to have a really good foundation and you want everything to just stay put, a little bit of Dew Revive goes a long way. And it just, it keeps your skin so moisturized that once your makeup has been like washed off for the day, your skin will still feel, Super moisturized from Dewy Revive. I like I I know it's my product, but I swear by it because it will have you glowing and dewy and feeling good, and it's soothing. It's like a nice cloud wrapped around your skin. That's what it feels like.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, so tell everybody. You know, when it's going to actually launch, um, are you doing pre-orders or how's that working out?
1: Sure. So, Balion is launching September 15th. We are doing pre-orders at the moment. Pre-orders will be shipped out um, by September 17th. Um, But Mm -hmm. if you want to wait, you can wait. We launch on September 15th and you can get it on Balion.com right now that's our website. You can visit our Instagram. We have an Instagram page and it can take you directly to our website. And if you subscribe, you will get um, a nice little percentage off of your first
0: do revive. And let let me ask you this really quickly. How how does it work? And I don't know if you've tested it here or not, but how does it work on um, like your film and television actors? How does it work on camera? Mm-hmm.
1: So I have been using it on Gale And like I said, I use it as a moisturizer and a primer mm-hmm. all in one. And I use on her skin, the foundation that I use is NARS uh, Natural Radiance. I use that on her every day. And so I really like it, especially on mature skin and in areas like underneath the eye where it tends to get a little bit more dry. I use a little Mm -hmm. bit more underneath the eye. I'll use it on the forehead. I use it on all the areas, especially where I want a little bit more of that natural glow to come through. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big beauty blender makeup artist. So I just take my (laughs) beauty blender and then I just go in there and I stipple the foundation on and I powder as usual and do everything that I need to do. And, you know, the skin just has that nice glow from underneath without it looking... Wet or without it looking
0: right. um, too oily. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know what, young lady, we cannot hold <laughs> you up all night long. <laughs> but um... I appreciated this conversation,
1: and I hope um, I hope everyone enjoyed it.
0: Yes, I hope yeah. so, too, um, and I know, that, I know that they did. I know that I did. Um, one last question before you go, yes. and that is, what mm-hmm. is your definition of beauty?
1: My definition of beauty is feeling your ultimate best. You know, whatever that means for each individual person is making sure that you are doing something to take care of yourself from the inside out and also on the outside where you're walking out of the door and you're feeling good, meaning you put on that moisturizer, you put on that lip balm, but also making sure that you put something in your body that's going to make you feel good for the day to fuel you and make you feel good. And to me, like all of that is beauty wrapped in one, because if you feel good from the inside, then you feel good on the outside. And when you're doing something for your outside, your physical, where that is, like I said, your lip balm, your moisturizer, you feel good because you're not dry and you're feeling moisturized. And, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it just it shows to other people that you feel good about yourself. So feeling your ultimate right. best and taking care of yourself, that is definitely right.
0: beauty for me. <laughs> I love it, absolutely love it. Well, thank you well, thank again you, for joining us tonight. Please get some rest. Yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> wondering you. how you're holding up. But you know, we're used to this in a lot of ways because if you work on film and television, most of the time mm-hmm. we have a lot, of, especially early in the week, we have these 4:15, 4:30 calls and oh my god. It's the it's yeah. worst, yeah, but it's just, we get up, we get up I, and we do it anyway.
1: And the other thing too is like when you love what you do, it doesn't always it doesn't always kill my soul to have to do it. Like I'm just, I'm not like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm dreading it. Part, I'm, you know, I was looking forward to this conversation, talking to you ladies, you know, and, and to the audience and for the audience to hear about Balian and do revive. Like I was excited about that, you know, and then I'm excited to go to work tomorrow because I love what I do. I just, like I said, when you're doing something that you love, it doesn't feel like a chore and it's not, you don't dread it. So it's all right, right. if I only get a few hours of sleep. I'll come home and take a nap.
0: Yep. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, have a great day tomorrow and have a great um, rest of your evening tonight. Please get some rest. All right,
1: you ladies as well. And um, I look forward to seeing what What are you ladies working on right now?
0: We are working on the fourth season of Atlanta. Nice. Well, we were. We were, but Okay. now we're um, we're getting ready to start next week. Um, this movie called Till. It's about the life and death of um, Emmett Till. Oh wow, that's going to be deep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's everybody's well, reaction when they
1: hear it. <laughs> well, prayers up for you because that sounds like that will definitely be amazing, um, but also very emotional as well. So.
0: Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. That's, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well I'm looking forward to hearing about that and seeing what you guys do with that. Yeah, so absolutely.
0: kudos. Yeah. <laughs> keep killing it down thank there. Thank you in so much. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> We're trying. And you keep um, you keep doing great work as well.
1: Thank you both. You have a good evening.
0: You thank too. You thank too. you so much. Good night. Okay. Bye bye.
1: Good night. Good night. Good night.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight with us. This was a great conversation. Really enjoyed um, having Raydon on with us. Please make sure you check her out I'm on Instagram. She's raydon M-U-A. Um, on Instagram, she has some wonderful um, eye makeup looks that I started to notice back during the pandemic, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, and I really thought that it was something that she was doing you know, to stay inspired. So that's why I asked her about it. But you guys have to go check it out if you haven't already. Um, and, again, we thank her for being on with us tonight. We thank you guys for tuning in. Um, for those of you who will listen to this show on the playback, thank you so very much. Please share it with your friends. Um, tell someone about Beauty Talk. We are on every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Denise can tell you where to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. You can follow us on Twitter. We're Beauty underscore Talk. And then on Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And then you can follow Denise and I both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by our names, at Janice Tanel, J-A-N. I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. All right. Thank you guys again for tuning in tonight. Have a wonderful evening. Have a safe holiday tomorrow, um, and also have a wonderful week. Check us out next Sunday night at the same time, 9 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Have a great night, everybody.